Are you an adjuster just like me that's looking for every opportunity to make as much money as you can off of every claim that you do? Well, I want you to go to your computer and I want you to type in the letters H-I-P-P-L-O-C-K.com. That's the HipLock tool. The HipLock tool is the newest and greatest tool to hit the market for steep and tall adjusters. The HipLock tool will get you safely up a slope of a roof and give you full access to switch sides and get anywhere you need to get. It's designed by a veteran adjuster, Vince Gaines, so this will be a tool you will not be disappointed in. Listeners of my podcast are going to get free shipping by using the promo code ALAN21. So go to the website, check it out. That's H-I-P-P-L-O-C-K dot com. H-I-P-P-L-O-C-K dot com. Welcome to the Adjustments in Life podcast. The podcast designed for anyone in or connected to the world of insurance adjusting. From industry experts to seasoned veterans, we bring the latest tips, information, and news. Because you know by now that becoming licensed is just the starting point. Now, here's your host, Alan Olson. All right, folks, it's Friday again. Welcome back, Jason. Hey, thanks, Alan. Hey, uh, we uh, have been compiling some emails here today. Wanted to take the opportunity to uh, get those questions answered for all the folks that are sending in to, to the email. And if, if that's not you, then send us an email of anything you want to know about. Uh, again, the, the emails that we're answering are coming to P-O-D-M-A-I-L at usa.com that's podmail at usa.com anything you want to know that's what we've said we're here to do we we want to answer these questions and so uh let's have a mailbag day absolutely i think it's going to be fun okay well we're going to start um with jonathan uh from cincinnati ohio and and uh, jonathan brings up some good stuff here because i think every uh every new uh, adjuster getting started, or maybe even adjusters that have been around for a while, it's always a question of of what certifications and what licenses do I carry, uh, and how many of those do I carry. Sure. Uh, so, so what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I think if you're a new adjuster starting out, uh, you know, either brand new to the industry or 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 new to the industry, maybe you got a storm under your belt, but not fully uh, developed with with what firms you're going to. Base basically dance with for the for you know the long haul uh my answer is all of them all of them yeah well i agree with that um i I think any license that you can have um handy to you obviously if you my first question to the to the adjuster is going to be do you live in a licensing state sure and if you don't know that um there's plenty of places uh you can look that up you can just google um is Colorado. If you live in Colorado, is Colorado a licensing state for adjusters? It's it's going to pop up and tell you whether you need to carry a license in that state or not. Um, there, if you don't live in a licensing state, um, that's fine to work in your state. Uh, but if you want the opportunity to deploy anywhere else, you're going to have to designate somewhere as a home state and go get that state's license. Sure. And, you know, I think uh, just from what I've seen, I think that probably two most popular ones and probably because they uh, reciprocate the best is probably going to be Texas and Indiana from what I've seen. Yeah, I, I think Florida is still one of those that's in the running. Um, but more and more uh, states are opening up to to carry a, home, a reciprocating home state license that it's that it's okay for you to designate that state as your home state if you live in a state 
that does not currently license for adjusters. Now, um, not all new adjusters may not be able to, or let's put it this way, a lot of new adjusters may not be able to immediately go drop $2,000 on state licenses. So one of the things Jonathan's asking us is, um, do I need lots of state licenses? And if I do or don't, which states should I be buying if I'm on a limited budget? Sure. I'm my answer to that would be, you know, obviously get a license, you know, designate a home state, get a license. Um, Texas, Indiana, any of those are, are great. They're both uh, high involvement states, if you will. Um, I think as a new adjuster starting off, if you just wanted to get the, the minimal the most effective ones, I would say definitely Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, all of the Gulf Coast, uh, maybe the Carolinas, um, your hail states, Indiana, um, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Colorado, uh, Dakotas, maybe. Um, you know, my answer, I guess the big answer is you've got to understand you've got to make yourself marketable. That's right. And when you are an unknown resource to a, a firm, when they get to the point where, okay, we're now, our, our core guys are out and now we're looking for unknown resources uh, and they start pulling from their portal the information for guys and gals that, that they're willing to start calling. And they're going to say, we have a need for adjusters in Indiana. So they're literally going to pull, okay, show me all my adjusters that are licensed in Mm -hmm. Indiana. And maybe they have some other uh, uh, requisites that they put on there as well. But if you don't have that license, you're not even going to show up on that list. That's right. And this changes a little bit that my answer for a known resource, a core adjuster. Um, but uh, definitely for the guys starting off in it, be as marketable as you can be. You don't want to miss out on your first deployment simply because you didn't have a $50 state license. That's right. I agree. And, it, you know, there's a little bit of a misconception out there that if I don't have all these licenses, I won't even get the opportunity to deploy. Okay. Certain times of the year and certain storms, I believe that's true. Um, in a mass call-out, big hurricane situation, um, with the exception of certain states, um, there is going to be likely an opportunity for you pre-storm to go ahead and go purchase that state's license if you have a home state reciprocal license. Sure, okay? and if there's that the the major deployment event, you know, it's probably going to be to the point where they're going to be calling emergency licensing. Absolutely. And you'll be able to go that route as well, but you don't want to count on that. And also why not be the guy deployed before the guys that don't have the license? That's you know, exactly right. If, if you're licensed to be an adjuster and you're waiting to get your first call out on deployment, we're now in August. You should have your hurricane licenses. If I nothing, agree. have Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, if you don't carry anything, carry those. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I would say, and this is just me personally, I would say you're probably uh, more likely to need the Gulf Coast states in Florida, um, maybe more so than the, the East Coast. If you're that adjuster that can only afford to buy, um, let's say, five licenses, then uh, I would say get, like you said, Texas Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, maybe even Florida. Um, and and if you come into some money or you get the opportunity to buy some of the East Coast states later in the year, do that. Okay. Sure. But you're you're always more likely to need those Gulf Coast 
more so than probably the Carolinas north. Sure. Um, and and I think it can even be seasonal. You know, we're we're into August. Hail season's kind of starting to wind down a little bit. If you're looking to spend the money now, definitely get the coastal states. We start getting back into hail season, probably we're going to want to focus on some of those uh, Midwest states and, and Colorado and, and some of those hail known hail locations. That's right. I will add this uh, little snippet to it that... <clears throat> We're, we're, we're referring to mostly hurricane and hail-related states. Sure. Okay. Now, some of the newer adjusters that are needing to get their feet wet and, and really looking for opportunity to get out and go to work, you you may not want to go there, but if, if you're willing to spend the money and get the West Coast state, state licenses, if they're offering them now, 2020 was a strange year. Some of those states chose not to offer new licenses, but there is always opportunity to go to work on a more regional day claim or day rate sure. uh, opportunity for deployments on the West Coast. Uh, and I'll, I'll, Let me add to that. I also think that the number one license, if you want to go to work, may not be where you want to go, but if you want to work and make yourself as deployable as possible, there is always work in New York State. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Those that have licenses in New York now are constantly bombarded with, we need you, we need you, we need you, we need you. Um, it's a tough place. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I both have worked up there. Absolutely. Um, it's a tough place to make money. Uh, you, It takes a tough adjuster to work in those conditions every day, but... The volume is there. The volume is there, and just like any other situation you get into as an adjuster, if you can get in there, get your feet on the ground, and feel the feel it out, and figure out how to make it the most efficient you can get it, you'll make money. Sure. The opportunity's there. You anywhere you go, you just need claims. You can figure out how to how to move them around and and make it right ample to make money you just got to get there and you got to get the claims and new york you know it's just you've got to figure it out the best logistical way to work that you know from working long island to working upstate um and all that's going to take is just getting out there and doing it and it's probably not going to be a lot of fun but if you want to get out there and work firms are looking for new york license adjusters and really uh in any more california oregon washington they're they're getting to be the same way it's it's, it, logistically, it's a tough place to work. Um, they're not uh, prone states for hail or or even really much wind, for that matter. I mean, it's, uh, they do get a lot of wildfire. Um, it, most new adjusters probably aren't going to get those opportunities. Um, a few might. Uh, but, you know, primarily my experience on the West Coast has been a lot of just everyday claims, toilet leaks, water leaks, vandalism. Sure. But with that being said, there is ample opportunity all the time if you're willing to get those licenses to work in those states and you can learn a lot about being a good adjuster in those states. Absolutely. And, and, you know, from working that day space for a person starting off, uh, you get to see so many different causes of loss and different things that, you know, maybe maybe an adjuster who's just starting off waiting for that first big hurricane is not going to get to experience and you're going to be well more ahead of the pact with your experience in different losses once you do that. And I also think getting out there and being the guy to say, yeah, I'll take that assignment in California or New York or Washington state or, or wherever when they're, when they are strapped and they can't necessarily find somebody to work those areas, 
man, that's a great foot in the door. Your mm-hmm. name is getting known to the manager, the deploying people, and uh, you're 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 really setting yourself up for uh, a good relationship long term with that firm. Well, I'll, I'll just put a little. Uh, I'll, I'll add a little story to this. I. I, I keep the West Coast licenses. I don't purchase California. Um, and the reason I don't purchase California as an individual adjuster is because of the fact that most uh, most bigger firms have a, a firm license and they can deploy you underneath that firm's license to work in California. So uh, if, if you want to get that license, it's going to benefit you for sure. But under the right circumstances, the firm that is asking you to go is likely to be able to send you out there on their license. Um, but I keep Oregon and Washington, and there has been years that we didn't get a lot of hail. Um, the fall before was a, a, a real light fall for, for hurricanes. There wasn't a lot of, of activity that took place. So when mid-spring rolled around and there wasn't a lot of activity hitting in the Midwest with hail or, or even in the South, I started looking for opportunities to be able to get out and work. Mm-hmm. And anytime I called in and said, hey, I'd like to go to Washington State, it was how quickly can you be there? Sure, for sure. You know, to get back to the question at hand, for an adjuster starting off, if you're new or don't necessarily have that relationship developed with the firm, be marketable. Absolutely. You know, they're looking for, they don't know you, they don't know your work product yet. All they know is who has what license. And and like we've always said on this show, when they call you and say, hey, we see you have California. Yes. When would you like me to be there? Yep. And And go. As you develop in your career and you form those relationships with the firms that you're going to dance with long term, I think that answer to this question may change a little bit. Sure. Um, I operate a little different than Alan. I think Alan carries way more licenses than I do. Um, I still keep my Gulf Coast states. But for the most part, I have a Texas resident all lines license. So it's very easy for me to go grab whatever license I need to. I'll literally do it in the truck on the way to the deployment. But I'm at a stage where when I'm getting called for deployment, it's not a random pull of unknown resources at that point. I agree. I agree. Well, yeah, I do. I, I, I think currently I'm holding about 14 uh, different state licenses. And I don't necessarily, my stance on this is I don't necessarily need all of those, uh, but I made an investment early on to purchase them. And it's it's a lot less of an of an investment to keep them going sure. for me um, and keep renewing them than it would be in a lot of circumstances to let them lapse and then have to pay the full fee to get them back. Now, there are some states that I know if I get deployed to, it's not likely I'm going to go back there for a considerable amount of time. Right. So those are the ones that I'm probably going to let go and not keep going. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody approaches it in a different way. And again, likewise, I hold a Texas uh, reciprocal license. And so, like you said a minute ago, it's really easy to jump online and get whatever license you want at a moment's notice. But I think where you were going with that is as in the in the stages we're in in our career, we don't we have built a rapport with if not multiple one or two bigger firms that we have probably worked for pretty steadily for a, a number of years now. So we we are less likely to have to be looked at on a list when they need somebody in a specific area. 
And when they call, they may say, do you have this license? Yes, well, no, I do. I, I, and I, I mean, yeah, that should be our answer is yes, yes, we do. Uh, even if you don't have it, because we can get it real quick. But even if, if they know we don't have that license, they'll say, go, we're going to, we're going to deploy you. Go ahead and get that license now. Mm-hmm. But in the early stages, they're, they don't know you yet. They right. don't, ha- you don't have that rapport. So you need that to show up in the portal when they're looking. Absolutely. And and again, we keep preaching this. Uh, keep your portals updated because you, if you get a new license, go into every one of your firm's portals and update it because they don't know if you don't tell them. That's exactly right. That's right. Um, if any of you uh, have looked into or, or, or have taken uh, or plan to take the framework course uh, on the adjusterguy.com, one of the things that we talk about on there is Lifeline. And, and we, that's what we call the portal. The portal is your lifeline Mm -hmm. because if you don't invest into that portal, that portal can't give you any life. You can't get anywhere in this business without that portal in the way they operate today. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think the other half of the question is here, if if we want to switch gears is maybe certifications. Yeah, absolutely. That's another thing Jonathan wrote in his email. What, what certifications should he get? And, uh, and maybe which ones do we feel are, are most beneficial to him? Um, now, Jonathan stated in his email that he's, he's a six-month adjuster. Okay, so in my eyes, that's, that's pretty much brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, six months in, I don't, I, he didn't mention if he'd um, had a chance to, to work any claims yet or not. Um, but I would say um, if, you know, it's fall, so we're looking at... Uh, how you know six months back he got it licensed or got licensed this spring I, I think you and I would both agree right now any certification that's available to you you need to get absolutely any any education is good education and any any client any insurance company certifications you can get whether that be whatever I don't need to go down the list of all the different insurance companies but through the firms that you're signed up with if they offer free or low cost, um, certifications for whatever clients you should have them all. Uh, again, it's all about being marketable. That's right. You know, if, if they have a deployment for nationwide insurance and you don't have that, that certification, guess what? You're, you're, you're not going to get that phone call. Um, typically, even if they do charge for those certifications there, it's not expensive. No. Um, you know, should you get on an airplane and fly all over the country collecting certifications maybe not but watch watch the firms watch what they're offering watch what's close to you you know maybe you got to invest a tank of gas to drive and get a hotel room for a night but i think it's worth it that first deployment you get because you have that certification one claim's going to pay for all of that absolutely absolutely and it, i mean i'll i'll add to that i don't think that they uh in the certifications that they're offering now it's not a money making scheme Mm-mm. they're not they're not making any money if anything they're just trying to cover the cost of the paper test that they're going to give you at the end of the certification. Sure. If there's even a test, so many of them now are online mm-hmm. that as soon as you get signed up in your portal or like I tell you is your lifeline, you get your lifeline set up, they're going to start emailing you or they're going to tell you, hey, get on here and here's a whole list in here of, of, of certifications you can take. We want you to take all of them. We want you to be prepared for anything that we can Absolutely. offer you. And any of the online trainings they have. I mean, a lot of them will have, you know, different, maybe it's not a true level one, two, or three Xactimate certification, but if they have Xactimate training, sit through it. If they have 
whatever, damage identification, product identification, sit through it. Make yourself knowledgeable. Make yourself and let them know you did it. Put That's it on the right. portal. That's right. What'd you do? I did your 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 roof damage analysis uh, training or, or whatever it, it may be. Um, make again. I just keep coming back to make yourself marketable and and all all of it is good information. You know, if we're looking at you know, should you go out and travel across the country and pay to be Hague certified? I don't know about that. Maybe if there's one in your backyard and you get the opportunity to go to it, great. But to pay to have the laminated Hague card, yeah, I don't know that it ever would have done me any good. You know, I'll I'll, I'll put my two cents in on that. I I think that the I think that any adjuster that's willing to go take the time to become Hague certified, good for you. Um, there there is nothing. <clears throat> There is nothing, no shame in, in in investing in your education. Sure. Is it 100% necessary in adjusting today? I don't think so. And, and again, this is just my personal opinion. Um, I, I think Hegg's a great company. Mm-hmm. Um, but today's standards of inspecting and documenting damage don't necessarily apply to the rules of, of, of what Hag qualifies as actual damage to a shingle. Okay. So, I, I also believe that, you know, from a managerial standpoint, if I'm looking at a resume, if you're wanting to go spend your money on what the most bang for your buck, if I'm a manager looking at a resume and I see candidate A has Hague certification, but candidate B doesn't have Hague certification, but has his Xactimate level two, yeah. To me, that's more valuable. It's more applicable to what we're doing in our job today uh, to have uh, an Xactimate certification more so than a HAG certification. Sure. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. And and actually, people ask all the time, should I spend the money because the, the – should I spend the money to get Xactimate certified? That is a that is a cost. Mm-hmm. Very few companies are going to give you that certification. Um I say yes. Mm-hmm. That that is a that tool is um, if you're working for a carrier now in in recent months one of the largest carriers in the nation has switched to a different uh, estimating platform. But you're not going to get out of the woods with Xactimate by going and working them unless you're only going to work them. And I wouldn't guarantee they're going to stay on that platform forever. That's just my own personal opinion. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I, I think the Xactimate stuff, especially for the new adjuster, um, do it. It's going to teach you a lot. Um, it, you're going to learn a lot. It's going to be good resume candy. Um, you're only as good, you know, you may be the best contractor in, in, in your state and know how to identify and write this estimate. But if you can't take that information and put it into the computer in the format that the client wants it in, that's right. You don't get paid. That's right. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I think, um, you know, in terms of, uh, carrier certifications, any of them you can get a hold of. Um, there's a, there's a little bit of a, uh, uh, ideas that are being tossed around out there for specific carriers some of the big carriers do i need their certifications do i not need their? well maybe i don't want to work state farm or maybe i don't want to work liberty mutual um my answer is do you want to work that's right uh i i won't tell you who's I, i'm not going to give you my opinion on who's better or who's worse or who who's the right company to work for you have to figure that out um, not all insurance carriers values align with what every adjusters values align with um, but I will say this uh, the big box carriers or who I'm gonna call State Farm Liberty Mutual 
uh, maybe even nationwide. All state. All state. Um, they have an extreme abundance of work. And and understand, they, they have the volume. You as a new adjuster are way more likely to get out on your first deployment with one of the big boys than some of the smaller companies. Um, also understand the, the big companies come with big support, big management, yes. big, big infrastructure, if you will. Um, starting off brand new, maybe it's not a bad idea to go for one of the bigger companies and to get your feet wet and have that structure and support versus, okay, I want to work for this little boutique company and that's great. And they may pay really great, but they're going to say, here's your claims. Yeah. Well, what do I do with them? Well, you go to the portal and you download all the stuff and you set up your own Xactimate and you yeah. read these guidelines and, oh yeah, they all need to be turned in. And there is no support. That's right. You have a manager, and he, but he doesn't have time to train you because he doesn't yeah. have he don't 30 trainers and 40 managers working the storm. Right. Exactly. He, he doesn't even really want to be there with you. He doesn't have time to mess with anybody. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's a huge thing, especially for somebody new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the bigger the carrier... The, the bigger outfit they're going to have, they need them. They've got to right. have, they got to have the infrastructure in place because they have such a high volume of claims to get through that without the infrastructure, they, they couldn't be there. And, and I'll be one to say, you know, if you go out there and you learn how to, how to handle claims for the big boys, the, the, the state farm, the all state, the Liberty, the, uh, uh you, you know, whichever one of the, of the big ones, they're going to be more, guideline and their way specific. And I feel that if you can learn to handle claims under that environment where you're actually doing, making policy, you have to read policy and make coverage calls and deal more with the customer uh, or the policyholder. I think if you can start off with that kind of client, it's going to make you a much better adjuster in the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, uh, well, I'll just tell you a little story. Some of the guys that have come through uh, my courses, they they go to work for mixed carriers and they don't even, they don't ever know always who they're going to get an opportunity to go with. You know, we don't always know who we're going to get an opportunity to go with. The demands are different for every type of storm, every region of the United States. Um, But like you brought up, those that have deployed with the bigger box carriers, they had an opportunity to be there at a slower pace, learning how to get started because they had the support to be there to help them walk through those first few days of deployment. Um, And it made life easier for them. And because that happened that way, did they run out there and make top dollar on their first storm? No, they did okay. They made it, but they had somebody that could walk them through the difficult days and get them going. And they were able to learn how to become really good adjusters over a period of time. Where back in the day, most of us, we... We just had to jump in and go, and you had to learn like that. Yeah, and and you either sank or swim. And you know, I think with the bigger firms and the support, they 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 they, they truly don't want you to sink. They're going to do everything they can to build you up. Um, and I think for a new adjuster, uh, man, get 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 all the certifications you can get. Absolutely. I mean, I have certifications for companies I'm never going to work for. Yep. But I have them. Yeah, I. I um... I think I've probably got a minimum four or five that I've taken and in hopes that I would probably work them one day, but never have, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, haven't needed to. Uh, and, you know, for, for some of the newer guys, they may fall into a niche with, with one of these bigger companies. They got their teeth cut with them. Mm-hmm. They're comfortable with the way they do things. They're they're making a good living being out there. And again, some of these big companies, they have an abundance of work. And if you're if you're good at what you do, you could work year round and be literally have to beg for time off. Absolutely. So yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, be careful what you what you read on social media. I we we've said it multiple yeah. times. There's so <laughs> mon- many opinions and and so many people giving their two cents on the subjects out there. And you got to understand what that person's background is who's giving you the answer. Sure. Maybe Joe doesn't like State Farm. Well, maybe Joe's been doing this 40 years and doesn't have to work for State Farm or maybe right. Joe only works the big hurricanes and only wants to work the the, the Florida carriers, you know, or maybe Joe doesn't work at all. And Joe's just running his mouth. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, any work is when you're starting off, any work is good work. That's right. And get out there and get your feet wet and learn your craft and, 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 and build from there. Yep. I agree. 100%. Well, Hey, uh, we had a couple more, uh, mail to get to, but it doesn't look like we're going to fit it into this episode. So, um, but we're going to keep doing this. We'll we'll do a few more, um, get some of these questions answered, and uh, again, let us know. We we love doing this. We love getting the information out to you. Uh, the email for the show is podmail at usa.com. That's podmail at usa.com. So, all right, man. I guess it's time to close it out and get out and out of here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks again, Alan. You bet, man. We'll see you. Yes. Every year, independent insurance adjusters across the nation attempt to create a successful business, which is hard to do in an industry that's ever-changing. TheAdjusterGuide.com is a licensing, training, and membership community for independent insurance adjusters. We go beyond licensing to give you the tools, resources, and ongoing support to reach your goals. Whether you're brand new or have been in the business for years and have been searching for a solid community who knows and understands what you deal with daily, check out theadjusterguide.com and download our comprehensive guide to becoming an independent insurance adjuster. Stop guessing and start growing your business. Go beyond licensing.